0: like you've never seen before call me crazy but he's not gonna win what what this is NASCAR this is the behind the wall podcast brought to you by behind the wall media your source for all things NASCAR Bringing you the weekly NASCAR news with a comedic edge and a hot side of cold takes. The Behind the Wall Podcast with your hosts, Henry Hobbs, Josh Slate, Adam Thomas, and Jay Young. Now, pull those belts tight and hit the gas. You got a jet bla- Episode 71, Josh, Adam, and I'm Henry. We got the boys here. We are fired up after an insane weekend at the LA Coliseum. Bushlight Clash went off this past weekend and it was a major success. There is a massive crowd. Over 50,000 people were in attendance. Cars were beating, banging, tempers flaring, Hans' devices flying. Wow, what a weekend, Adam. Exactly
1: okay you mentioned it hans device i was gonna come in and i was gonna be like all right 2022 season starting off rogue hans okay
0: rogue and, yeah <laughs> rogue, rogue, hans. rogue rogue hans is the it's almost as good as rogue tire
1: and i know i was gonna say 2021 season we had a rogue tire a rogue fuel uh fuel canister okay that was that was really it but now first race rogue hans
0: broke Hans. I think it's actually really funny that he ended up going back into the race. He had to go retrieve the Hans device, bring it to the uh, to the middle pit area, staging area. He had to put it back on
1: yeah. and
0: then uh, <laughs> head back out on the track. Goes, I think it would, it would have been interesting if a car ran over it and just destroyed it and he's like, I, I can't go back in anymore because someone ran over my Hans device.
1: <laughs> That's the one thing keeping him out of it. It kind of shocked me that he went back in. Because he got out and I didn't know it, it must must be a, like a class thing, but um, since he got out of his car, and then he got back in. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I, that confused me too because I, I thought too. Well, first of all, last year I thought if you lowered your race your uh, window net, you're out of the race. Yeah. And I I guess it may just be a class thing, but if you get out of your car, uh, you can't restart the race. But you know, in the past though, back before they had the uh, the the repair clock. When the cars would go to the garage, drivers would get out, do whatever, and then when the repairs were over, they'd get back in the car and take it uh, take it for a whip around the uh, around the track. So I don't know if it's a if you get out of your car in the garage if you can go back in, but I think I think if you get out of your car on the track or on pit road, you're done. So that may that I may be the, the deal right there.
1: I remember last year it was there were sometimes like Kyle Busch had to go to the garage and they had they could fix it, but they had to take it to the garage, and he actually stayed in the car. So he can go back in. I remember them talking to them about it, but that might have been the case um, a while back. But
0: yeah, I, I'm I'm curious. I, I don't know the NASCAR rulebook. I don't know if anything's changed. But also at the same time, I don't remember a uh, I don't remember a period of I don't remember a crash in the past two three years ever since a caution clock was implemented, where the driver has gone, uh, gotten out of his car and then gone back in the race josh you may have an answer for that is it is it a rule if you're in the garage you can get out of your car or is it only if you get out of your car on pit road i've never seen something like that it's always been
2: like if you get out of your car you're kind of done so to see blaney come back into the race after hopping over the whatever was in the infield throwing a hans device get in the hans device back hopping back in the car hopping back out on track i've never seen something like that so it's kind of strange to see it happen, but I don't know if it's in the rule book or not. I feel like it should, but in this scenario, I think you want the best show. He just going through something at a driver hops back in the car and it would have been cool if he would have got up there and wrecked them.
0: Yeah, that would have been great, but I I was, I was impressed. The tempers definitely were hot. You know, I definitely knew that going in, we're going to have maybe a couple drivers getting pissed off, but uh, you know, Eric Almirola waving the finger. It was the correct finger. It wasn't the, uh, the inappropriate one, but, uh, the finger wave, the Hans device, the screaming over the radio, Ty Dillon driving an absolute bulldozer. I mean, that was, that was some insane driving on his part. Him and, uh, him and centric were absolute vig- uh, vigilantes, uh, during that last chance qualifier, they were all over the place, and it was it was. I think that was the most exciting race of the afternoon, just because there was so much going on. And uh, it's a shame, uh Josh, your boy Alex Bowman, couldn't make the show, but Ryan Priest did with Rick Ware Racing. Yeah, it's cool to see
2: Priest in there. Too bad he was a bulldozer and uh got in that way. But I don't know if like I I want to see Rick Ware Racing do good, or if I uh, don't want to see them do good because I hate starting park teams. Doing well in the sport, same reason I wasn't a huge fan, or anybody wasn't a huge fan of Justin Haley winning at Daytona a couple years ago, because starting park teams theoretically should not win. So cool to see Rick Ware racing up there if they actually want to compete, and I think they do because they actually run full races. But I don't know. I like Ryan Priest, good short track guy. Uh, obviously a modified champion and just really good. So cool to see him make the big show. Just sucks the circumstances because we saw a bunch of i think it was three playoff guys not end up making the feature
0: yeah uh, cody Ware too i do i do want to give him a shout out because that was that was a pretty solid driving on his end like uh i mean he was pacing in his uh in his qualifying or yeah the heat races and then once he got to the last chance qualifier he finished fifth so he was he was on the outside ended up uh he was on the outside looking and cooked his tires so he couldn't make up that ground but overall i was impressed with rickware racing definitely a uh definitely the gold standard when it comes to uh small teams this weekend uh roush fenway big pooper uh very disappointing i was talking with one of my friends about
2: rickware or not rickware racing roush fenway kozlowski racing i guess just not showing speed and there was times brad kozlowski could have gotten up there and competed for a spot in the future especially in the lcq when the C's parted in front of him, and he got off the throttle. And we were thinking maybe the part shortage is getting to them more than uh, other teams, and they want to protect this car. Yeah, they want it to be out on track for sponsors and stuff, but they didn't want to potentially wreck the race car. That's why I think Martin Truex's move was so smart. To Well, I don't agree with it. I think he should have had the race in the fe- in the LCQ to get the provisional. But it was a smart move. It obviously made James Small look super smart sitting out because there was just chaos in that LCQ. And I don't know. It's I hope Ross is Lasky Racing can be fast, but they didn't show much life in LA.
1: We'll find out here sooner or later, though.
0: I mean, Fords are good at Daytona, so we'll. Well, I guess we'll get a real, true sense of the capability of that team. Uh, I mean honestly I wouldn't weigh too much on this weekend just with the fact that essentially it's a new team, a lot of new funding going in. Uh obviously we got a part shortage, so if you don't really have a chance of winning, I don't I, I I for one wouldn't want to go up there and try to uh try to move up towards the front just because you you're running the risk of ending up like Justin Haley with your whole side of the cars torn apart. But uh I mean I'm surprised more teams like uh Rick Ware Racing didn't pull a uh pull a lift fast and obviously bj mcleod had zero zero point zero 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 one percent chance of end up doing anything this past weekend but on their end it was smart to you know run start the races you had to start but just hang at the back save your equipment because obviously i don't think that they're gonna they have the funding to uh, put together a bunch of or repair a bunch of torn up race cars yeah i my mom
2: called me in the middle of the race and was like why is a 78 car even out there? I was like, as much as I like, would love to see B.J. McLeod be good, because what I've heard is just he's one of the most talented guys out there. Just He was so far off the pace. I think he got lapped in his 25-lap heat race, which is embarrassing and not a good look, especially on the national stage. When you want to get sponsors, you want to be up on TV. And I guess he was on TV when he was getting lapped in
0: 25 laps. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'd be cool to see him up there, but. Jeez, it was like a moving chicane
0: yeah it was it was basically uh what's his face um kyle larson no not, no not kyle larson uh goodness who who was the uh who's driving the 15 last year uh oh, during uh, the uh uh derrick cope yeah in the Daytona
2: 500 jesus
0: yeah, basically Derek cope
2: <laughs> he could not maintain the draft in his dual race that was so
0: funny about destroyed did the it, field
2: didn't he get a provisional into the race or something and he was yeah. in the
0: 500 yeah, you yep. got the provisional because he was a past <laughs> champion, or past Daytona five hundred champion. All right, final thoughts about Bushlight Clash? Was it a win? Would you? What were your overall thoughts about the weekend, the promotion, the racing, all of the above?
2: Major W is everything you could have asked for and more. Is we talked about it last week? It brings some local short track into the big NASCAR stage. You got heat races full of excitement, LCQs full of excitement and then the feature event i wish it could have been 200 250 laps or something like that because of how quick the laps ticked off i think if they were going to do something again like it we need a longer race make it 200 laps halftime break at 100 get somebody other than ice cube although i do think ice cube did a pretty good job at the concert i think the whole event as a whole was just a huge win for nascar for los angeles and for the future of
0: coliseum racing ice cube was definitely better than pitbull um, no yeah no totally. yeah no no, no 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 pitbull i love the guy his music's great but he he legit just pulled his song up on spotify and played it and he just sang over it's basically karaoke yeah. but they still have the <laughs> vocals you could hear you could hear the original pitbull in the background singing and he's just like picture that with a codec <laughs> yeah a I, I was thinking the same thing too but it just might ice be cube, like, ice, ice cube actually did his deal yeah i
2: don't listen to like much ice cube but i do know pitbull's song so it's i guess that might have changed it a little bit but yeah I, pitbull just puts on a performance ice cube i don't really think did
0: that that sounds like you just like the ladies <laughs> yeah a little bit <laughs> but i going back to the race length i think i think 150 laps is the appropriate length just because it's an exhibition race uh you don't want it to be too long and if you end up like uh, having a race like the uh, last chance qualifier where you're wrecking and the laps don't count, that race is going to take forever Uh, just like the last, the second last chance qualifier did. So it was unfortunate that there weren't many cautions, or I, I guess fortunate for the teams, but unfortunate for the fans who want to see some restarts near the end. But I think 150 laps is definitely the perfect length.
1: I'll have to second that. I mean, I was thinking the same thing Henry said. I mean, it would take forever. And then it, it would, ex- <clears throat> based on what could have happened if it was a lot more competitive at the end or closer racing up front, and there could have been a lot more restarts. I and mean, you could have had, let's just say this, if you had one restart with probably 10 laps to go with how fast those laps were ticking off, there could have been easily three, four, five more and then it cautions. Extent- yep and it could have easily extended the event another hour but we didn't have that so but it was still good racing still competitive um, kyle burned his stuff up at the end and wasn't able to um, maintain the pace that joey had um, but completely different off topic here what do we think of the design of the new next gen the way they brought out like, the way the body styles looked actually on track racing together just all the pictures that we've seen
0: we... i think they i think they look great yeah I, was... I mean it's gonna obviously take some getting used to with the numbers and all but i mean honestly the numbers don't they aren't as taboo anymore like they, they just look normal at this point but i love the way the cars look i like the variations between the three with especially with the hood vents um because yeah. they, they don't all all three uh manufacturers don't have the same vents. so i think you know, each car is iconic in its own way uh, that really fits. You know, the look of the actual the actual car that rolls off the assembly line. So, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think they raced well. I'm excited to see uh, the race at Martinsville just because I think it's going to be more of the same. Obviously, bigger track, but I'm I think I think short track racing is really going to have a resurgence, especially at Richmond, where we've seen some pretty crappy racing in the past. But this weekend, seeing how they run on short tracks really gives me hope that um short tracks are going to be the move going forward
2: yeah i think it was a lot of not knowing what to expect obviously they hop into practice and they're pushing the throttle down and it wants to spin out mid straightaway just because that I, they were talking about like the clear coat on top needed to get some rubber on it needed the track needed to get abrasive so We didn't know. A lot of people thought they'd come in here and it'd be a total wreck fest. And I think the track produced a lot better racing than what many thought it would be. It's because we talked about it last week. We're like, oh, it's going to be one groove. You're going to have to bump people out the way. And to a point, we saw a second groove come out and outside on restarts. People were able to hold their own a little bit more. So for the first event, I think 150 laps is good. But if we were to do it again, I think use what we learn. It might move up to a 200 lap race just because how quick it ticked off but i i will say the fox broadcast overall was really good i think it was a bit ambitious to have a six hour time slot on fox and if it wasn't for the lcq we would have had a lot of filler time which probably would have scared me a bit because i don't want them to run out of things to talk about but it was the perfect length you got post race and then it ended right at i think it was eight o'clock where the time window ended so I think Fox did a really good job. The new graphic package looks good. I like not having the superhero
0: uh, animations. Yeah, Danny Hamlin's six-pack is still there, brother.
2: I saw more pictures and stuff. It wasn't all the superhero, but the new graphics package was really cool. I really liked what they did. So Fox knocked it out the
1: uh, park. Superheroes are still there.
0: Yeah. I mean they're they're, they're still uh, busting out the seams of their fire suit. If you notice, <laughs> I, I didn't notice last year the uh, the bicep size, but every single one of them has got some absolute pythons.
2: Yeah, they're taking after me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The
2: I noticed yeah. on race they've like they were using more like driver photos. I, I guess I not really notice the superheroes much when uh the actual race was on.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. So obviously we all think that the Bushlight Clash was a success. So, moving forward, would you like to see the Bushlight Clash return to the Coliseum, or do you think that NASCAR should do a uh, a, re- a rotating track? Uh, keep the same idea that, uh, or keep the same track layout, but go to different venues. Maybe do it at AT&T Stadium, get super loud there, or uh, uh, go down to Miami Gardens uh, I mean, you've got, you've got a bunch of cool venues in America or a bunch of cool football stadiums in America that, uh, you could, you know, realistically have, a another great showing in those, in those places. And obviously Jerry world's a hundred thousand or 70,000, uh, 80, 90,000. They can, uh, they can fit a hundred thousand, but, uh, so obviously it's going to be tough to fill that place out. But I think a, uh, a rotating cast of tracks would be super interesting especially going to some more uh, uh, interesting facilities maybe the rose bowl i doubt they'd let them touch the grass but if they could yeah, have a race yeah. in the rose bowl that would be unbelievable
1: i just couldn't yeah. fathom how loud it would be inside a dome
0: especially yeah but yeah. then you also
2: got, jerry world you yeah. gotta factor in like the when people leave the Chili Bowl, although it's midgets out there, you're leaving with borderline, like, CO2 poisoning. A lot of people leave there with, like, a mild cold, a lot of cold symptoms, and, like, they're sick after leave there. Price you when pay. You, yeah, but you don't want to—it works for midgets and all that, but I think when you pack a bunch of asphalt stock cars inside an indoor stadium, you can open the roof, but it's still going to get full of CO2 in there, and— all that and I don't want them to have too much of a good thing. It's I think Coliseum Race was cool. Do I want it every year? Not at all. It's it's something that should be used here and there, but a rotating clash, rotating all star race would all be really cool. And uh don't know Coliseum is a good one off event, but definitely not every year.
1: I think yeah. at least the clash with whether you do, you know, build a track, tear it down, one off. Should at least, no matter what, be a short track, yeah. Whether it's one that we already have, we already race that, or if we build one,
0: yeah. So I, I think the I think having it in the stadiums is interesting just because you, obviously, it most of them are in areas without a track. Uh, Dallas being the exception, um. But if you if you put the track down in, you know, Miami Gardens, uh, it's a it's a beautiful facility, uh. But you don't even you don't have to. You don't have to be at a football stadium. Imagine uh it'd be cold as crap, but imagine them putting a short track in Fenway Park or Truist. I mean, you've got options to where you can you can put these cars out or build tracks in these different areas. And I think that it would uh I think it'd draw up a lot of excitement, you know, kinda like the uh the NHL winter classic. Yeah. The them having outdoor matches. I mean, it, it draws a lot of attention. So I think uh having the clash at stadiums is a good thing. I think it should it should definitely stay, especially if they built the same the same track. Um but I, I think a, a rotating stadium circuit would be ideal.
1: How about doing a tiny Pocono inside of Truist?
0: That's when they should go to Concord. R. I p. Yeah, or a uh, or a track at Disney. That's Ooh. never been before. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. All right obviously it has i'm not i'm not i'm not crazy guys i I know about disney speedway or whatever they called it all right let's move into mount rushmore got a good one this week mount rushmore is nascar pet peeves so things about nascar they get on your nerves i'll go ahead uh, we'll do me adam josh snake draft i'm gonna start this one out first and this is clear number one pick my first pet peeve is facebook nascar the absolute worst. You cannot please them. You know, you go on, you look at anything NASCAR posts and like the second reaction is always a laughing emoji. And it's like, you, you just got a bunch of boomers in there. It's like, ah, I quit watching 15 years ago, but I'm still, I still like the page and comment on everything. It is ridiculous.
1: All right. That's a good one. That is a good one. I mean, I was thinking on the same lines of social media, but I'm going on a different platform. Some of the comments that you read, on Jeff Gluck's response to his poll.
0: Oh yeah, everyone's yeah. I mean, is it a good race? Yeah, uh, the racing no. was good,
1: but you know the venue was kind of dirty, and you know it was kind of cold, and there wasn't enough cautions. They should have can more I, cautions.
0: Can I add on to that? Because I'm, I'm not going to take up another pick. Because you you pick the Jeff Gluck comment section. But the people who post a screenshot of them as the first vote and say in the in the poll. I hate that.
1: <laughs> like congratulations, you won a cookie.
0: Yeah. There's like five of them because Twitter doesn't update the polls quick enough. I know. Josh?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up with Adams and I'm gonna say the people who vote no in Jeff Gluck's poll because they don't like the race winner. That pisses me off. And it's it's
0: like this up. weekend. You
2: can't you can't say that was a bad race. 14% of people said it was a bad race, and I bet you it's 14%. Of NASCAR is like fans. Joey Logano's like haters and they're like Joey Logano rector my Martinsville or this and that. It's like, come on, don't vote no because you don't like the winner. The race was good and it yeah. just kinda skews the stats. And I'm really interested in all this, and there's no way to not skew it because you got the darfs.
0: Yeah. All right. Wrapping back around. Second uh second head on the on the mountain. Ooh, uh, that's a good one.
2: And I'm gonna ooh. <laughs> maybe nah i don't know it, it's a tough one to do it's a tough topic it, yeah it is I, I don't know if i can go like four heads because i can think is like social media social media people going on
0: I don't I'll, know. I'll, 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 I'll wrap it around yeah Keep you go first All right. uh second one is when you're at the track And the only food options are the basic burgers and chicken tenders, like the classic stadium food. Like I want, Richmond used to do a great job of this, of having like Buzz and Eds out there, Krispy Kreme. You had a bunch of outside third party vendors that came in, set up shop, bojangles, all that crap. But when we're at Talladega, when Adam and I were at Talladega, all they had is burgers, chicken tenders, and cold fries. So I want more. You got
1: two sets of chicken tenders.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was, and I waited forty five minutes for it too. So. Uh, yeah, the, the, the food options at the track, that's pet peeve number two.
1: I just want some fries from Atlanta again. Some oh, dude. fries.
0: Those are, those,
1: were <laughs> those are borderline
0: hard time. I had a bocce in Atlanta. That was incredible.
1: I remember you talking about that. Yeah. That I was, was so good. Very disappointed when we pulled up. And we didn't see any.
0: Yeah. But we met Ben. That's all yeah, that matters. We did. That's all that matters. Shout out yeah. Ben Elia. All right.
1: all right. So this one's kind of a long one. But people who go to NASCAR races just to post pics on social media saying "Race hell, Praise Dale" as their caption
0: at every single girl. Hey, I That's
2: used that real. caption once. It wasn't it wasn't for the clout, but it, I was in front of a Dale senior nothing car.
1: Don't but call me but out. clout. You want nothing but clout. Yeah, You're
2: the I clouder. use NASCAR for the clout. It's really working for me. <laughs>
0: it's like a Rodney uh, Dangerfield or whatever the dude's is. Rodney Sandstorm. He uh comes out of nowhere once a year to wear his Jeff Gordon uh Jeff Gordon jacket and pit vipers. All right, Josh, pick two.
2: Oh, so, pick two. I don't, I only came up with one because
0: no, I like, thought we were. You're, you're, no, you're uh, you're second. You're second. Okay,
2: okay, you scared me there for a minute. I'm gonna go with when they sell programs, but they don't have the little like 164 car that comes with it because I like getting those for like out-of-town races that I go to, and I get the program, and I get the little die-cast, and sometimes it doesn't come with, and I'm like, why do you even buy the program if I don't get the little car?
0: All right. Uh, My next one, this is a little nostalgic with how uh, rain delays used to be, but pet peeve number three is when they cut out to a previous race oh i was thinking that too. back in the day rain delay coverage was some of some of the highest rated nascar television just because it was so interesting you put matt yokum uh steve burns uh all in the infield and they're going around messing with drivers uh the old rain delay coverage was great but the throwing it back to a uh to a previous race is the worst it's
1: typically the early like 2500 races
0: yeah or like the uh, like the previous year and up at the top it says this race from a previous year just because Yeah, it says replay people aren't gonna the notice. box logo or NBC yeah. logo. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> All right, this one's a little biased, but I mean it's probably the most annoying thing. Like if you go to a NASCAR race, the most annoying thing you'll ever hear is during driver intros between position thirty five and forty when you hear someone's freaking yelling timmy like crazy
0: dude i hate that
1: i hate that i mean that's some ki-
0: idiot at bristol screaming it gosh
1: i don't know who that is i mean i think he was sitting behind us maybe in front of us somewhere in our area very loud only one yelling though only one Josh. i'm gonna with this one
2: i'm gonna go with nascar merch and just how hideous oh, it all is yes. because i hate the shirts that just have like i have a william byron shirt like right behind me. That's it's super ugly, but I got it for five bucks. But it just there's so much going on on the front, on the back. Like you put it on and you start sweating because of how thick like the freaking graphics are on the back. It's like a huge twenty-four. His car, his name. Like, why do we need to do this to make a shirt? Like, I like the simple shirts that says like hack and it's got Bowman on it. That's it's all it needs to say.
0: Yeah, some of them don't
1: even have stuff on the back. The older ones, they just have big like. giant graphic on the entire front. And then if it's hot outside, I start sweating. It's like it just sticks to my entire front section,
0: you know? Yeah, you get like a nice peel. Yeah, and then you you, take it off and
1: you hear it come off again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it gets your sound effect in there.
2: It's like after like the summer workouts for football and stuff, and you take the dry fit shirt off and you got to like twist it because of how much sweats and it like pries off of you.
1: Hated that.
0: Ooh, huge athlete over here. All right, my final one to round out the foreheads up there on the mountain. Uh, I'm gonna go with the positioning of the stands at NASCAR races. It seems like without fail, every single NASCAR track is just it's facing the sun. So you're just getting if you're sitting on the front stretch, you're getting destroyed by the sun the entire time. And this is especially uh, especially Talladega and uh, in Atlanta. Even if it's like 45 degrees outside. You get a nasty sunburn. You can't even feel it. So uh, I would say uh, it would be nice if they would have flipped the stands around so the sun's behind you the entire time. Because it's a lot easier to put sunscreen on the back of your neck than it is to lather up the entire front side of your body. (laughs) What? Just lather
1: it up. All right. Hit the Uh, face. Round out my four. I was sitting here just trying to come up with something because this is probably the hardest topic we've ever had to come up with because a lot of ideas have been spit off. But parking, I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be like that the progressive commercial. All right, parking at NASCAR races. You see so you go to football games, you go to baseball games, so organized. You go to a NASCAR race. All right. You pull out in front of someone, you're probably going to get shot. North
0: Park yeah. at Talladega is the worst parking lot of all time, especially because you can't go to sleep there. Oh well, no, no you, you can go to sleep. But I'm saying you, once you're leaving the race, uh, they lock the gates and let everyone that parked like right outside the stands leave before they let everyone that's been camping. There is and uh, is just ready to go home and take a shower. So the 45 minutes after the race went to get out of North Park is the absolute worst. So I agree with that one. No, the
2: lot that I parked in at Charlotte where I was texting y'all freaking complaining because I could not move. <laughs> the, people just started taking a left, but then the gate down on the left was closed. So I did a full U-turn in front of all these people, and they're staring at me thinking I'm stupid. And I got out of them and looked back at them, and I'm like, haha. that parking lot
0: sucks. You
1: tell them.
2: I yeah. told them. Yeah,
0: hey, that, that's guys, listen, listen here. Can we, can we just, can we just get in a line and leave? I'm the best
1: there is. There's yeah. nothing it.
0: I wake up and I piss excellence.
1: <laughs> For my Josh. final
0: head, I'm gonna say,
2: okay. <laughs> so at, like Richmond, I, I've gotten like hooked on funnel cakes over the years, and um, it, it, every time I want a funnel cake at a racetrack, I gotta walk like at Richmond I'd sit over in turn 2 I got to walk through the freaking front stretch to go get a funnel cake and I hate like whenever I get hungry and the one thing I want is just like forever away so you're like walking around the track missing 50 laps of the race because you want a funnel cake or a footlong corn dog or something like that
1: just bring your own funnel cake.
0: Yeah. Yeah, bring, bring your own funnel own cake corn inside
2: corn and make it before. So
0: funnel funnel cakes are great, but when you're in the stands and your hands get all sticky, it's the absolute worst. I have, I hate having like like food crumbs and like just my hands being sticky but i think my my go-to uh snack in a nascar race is the uh, minute made frozen lemonades oh those are
2: so good my, the person we always uh my, one of my dad's friends who we always went to he made it like a tradition every race we go to i get the strawberry frozen lemonade and get the full-on corn dog with it it's it's a so combination good. that you don't think would be good but you just have to have it
0: yeah i agree all right uh that ends mount rushmore good picks fellas right. uh, next topic i want to talk about underfunded teams and we talked to we touched on it a little bit before but are we going to see a underfunded team resurgence this year i'm talking the uh, Rick Ware Racing, the uh the <clears throat> the front row motorsports uh because our uh roush fenway keselowski racing do you think that we're going to see solid runs out of these cars and maybe even squeak out a win this year. Cause I'm, I'm going to side with yes. Just going off of what we saw this past weekend. Uh, uh, what's her face? I keep forgetting the name uh, front Rick row. Yeah. Front, front row looked great. Uh, Michael McDowell had a fantastic race this, this past weekend, uh, got mired in the back, which kind of sucked during the, the main event, but, uh, all the underfunded teams, looks good with the exception of rfk
2: yeah it's i don't think we're gonna see like a resurgence of these teams because i think the money is eventually going to talk in a front row motorsports you got todd Gilliland there he was a freaking roadblock this weekend and trying to wreck everybody during his lcq but i don't know how good that team's going to be considering he's just jumping up from trucks to cup and i think now Last year, the truck was so much closer to the cup car. Now, Xfinity is closer to the cup car and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I feel like towards the beginning of the season, we're going to see a lot of parody, a lot of different winners, and maybe RFK going up there getting a win or two throughout the season because I think that team's legit going to be good and they're going to be a contender in the playoffs. But I feel like towards the end of the year, you're going to have the big teams, the Hendricks, the Gibbs, the I think Stuart Haas is going to be really good. Uh, Briscoe showed a lot of speed at the Coliseum, but you can't take anything. We talked about it earlier. You can't take anything away from this this race because short tracks are the great equalizer and the car had a lot of mechanical issues. It's going to be whoever has the best R&D, whoever fin- fixes it all up and finds it all out. So I don't know. I think the big teams at the end of the day are still going to be the ones who win all the races.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's always going to be the case. I mean unless you just have somewhere where money just comes in. Money's just always a deciding factor in a sport like this, in my opinion. Um, but my thing is, though, is RFK considered an underfunded underfunded team?
0: No yeah. way. I would say they're, they're a mid-pack uh, they're, team. Yeah, They're, they're
2: borderline. I you say there's so? three tiers. There's top tier, mid-pack, and uh, underfunded. And I think I RFK say, is mid-pack, low, right there with
0: JTGA. Low, low, low mid-pack.
1: I would think no. they're mid mid pack now just because they have three main partners
0: now. Yeah. I mean, and broad K funding. You know, the, the, the old, the old, uh, the old Roush Fenway, I would, I would say is high underfunded around, around there with petty, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see where RFK ends up this year. But as, as of right now, I would say they're low mid tier. Huh. I say that
2: take is low mid tier because RFK, I think, is
1: like Ooh. what Adam said.
2: Wow, I, I agree with Adam. This is weird. I think it's a Whoa. middle mid pack team. And I think RFK can do some stuff this year, similar to what JTG did early last season. Yeah. I mean, I well, think this. We'll
0: have to see. Go ahead, Henry. No, go ahead. All right. After you. I, thanks.
1: I just think You're that. Thank you. Um, yeah,
0: don't mention it. Yeah, appreciate it. And
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right, I just think RFK racing, all right, they obviously, everyone knows there's a relative part shortage here, there, depending on what it is. And it can take a toll on anyone, no matter how much money you have. So if that ends up being a bigger factor, then that's where stuff can be equalized. Throughout the season. And when you talk about underfunded teams, mid-pack teams, top tier, right? Like the wild card races where it's like super speedways or short tracks where anything can happen. Anyone can get knocked out. That's where you're going to see mid-pack teams relatively make their way up towards the front. But those mile and a half, those intermediate tracks, that's where you're going to see the top tier teams, in my opinion, show out in the front and be able to outrun the mid-pack and the underfunded
0: teams. I agree with you. I'm I'm still holding holding on to my uh, my take right there, and I, I'll I'll be the first to admit it if they end up showing up, but uh, just based of what I, off of what I saw this season, uh, or sorry this uh, this past weekend, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay true to that one. But hopefully, I'm wrong. I like to I like to see the six back in victory lane. I'd like to see Busher get a win. Let me uh, uh real
1: point. quick. Let me just expand on my take. All right, RFK okay. funding wise, mid pack, competitive wise. I'll give you that. I'll give you Henry's spot.
0: Yeah, I'd say I'd say they definitely have a leg up on funding, but it, uh, I still would consider them with the underfunded teams just based off of the race performance. Because I think it's the two of them. Uh, it, you couple them together, and it kind of puts you in your three, your your uh, your tier system with the three different tiers.
1: They have money, but it just depends on the product they put on the track.
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll see about that one. All right. So we don't have a race to pick since the Daytona 500 is uh, about 10 uh, 10 days away. So we're going to talk Final Four, make our way-too-early predictions on who we're going to see fight for the championship in Phoenix at the end of the season, and we'll make our Daytona 500 picks next weekend or next week. So, Adam, we'll start with you. Which four drivers are you expecting to see in Phoenix? Hmm. All right. I
1: gotta think about it for a second. Um, as much as I don't want to say it, I think Joey Logano. Um, th- this one all depends. I, mean, I was everyone was gonna say Carl, Kyle Larson. I'm gonna say Kyle Larson too, just cause. But it all just depends on, you know, he was hot coming off of last year. There's a one point in the middle of the season where he was kind of unstoppable. But then that's everyone's fan favorite pick. So we'll stick with him. Logano, Larson. Um, hmm. I would like to see Truex. I would like to see Truex in there. But the likelihood of that happening, I don't know. All right. And then the last one, we'll make it a wild card. One is just a long shot. Um, I'm gonna say Ryan Blaney, the last one.
0: Wow. All right, Josh, who you got? Uh, I'm gonna say
2: Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, and let's to two hundred guys in there. Maybe. Are you gonna say it? Maybe Chase Elliott. Oh, I,
1: thought you said I, that I the think
2: way. they're gonna be pretty strong. Uh, I don't know. It's it's so hard to predict. You got a brand new car. So much. So much change. Like, even the tracks that we have on the schedule, like last year, are going to race totally different with this brand new car. We don't know how they're going to look at Daytona. So it's hard to predict, but I think Blaney's going to be really good this year. He's steadily progressed and Chase championship for two years in, or I guess three years in a row if he makes it this year. And Byron's gone up there. And you can't bet against Denny Hamlin. I think he's really good. And the championship is like right there. He's just got to be able to finish, and he can't finish.
0: I'm going to go with uh, Chase Elliott, Martin Trucks Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Joey Logano. I think Kyle Larson had an insane season last year. I don't think he's going to be, be able to replicate that. Obviously, he's going to get pick up a couple wins, but I don't think he's going to uh, have as many wins this season. Uh, Denny Hamlin, he's always up there. I think he's getting to the point in his career where it's either do or die, so I think he's – this probably is his best shot at winning, and I'm saying this before even seeing an actual race that's not at the LA Coliseum, so I'm grasping at straws right here, but I think uh, his motivation's there. Uh, Truex, he's been in the Final Four the past couple of years. He always finds a way there, Uh, so I'd be crazy not to take him. And then Joey Logano, that's sneaky SOB, he finds a way every single season to be in the Final Four. He's quiet throughout the season, but he, he finds a way to get there. But uh, I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the season. I'm really looking forward to Daytona, but uh, we got a couple couple weeks before we get to that point. But thanks for joining us this week. We got once again, Josh Slate, Adam Thomas. I'm Henry Hobbs. Make sure you uh, check out behind the wager this week. Actually, no, behind the wager this week. We I mean, got any races next week? Behind the wager I know, I know. I'm, right. I'm, I'm just I'm getting too fired up for for a wager. Just listen Even how you can I'm, lose I'm, money. Yeah, I, I lost every single bet last weekend because of Denny Hamlin I won, and won. Trix, <laughs> Martin Trick's Jr. and Denny Hamlin screwed me, but it was it was fun. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you right back here next Tuesday.